Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in on this week's episode. It's just me. Sorry, I know I did some interviews, uh, but I hope you guys like them. Um, but yeah, uh, back to just me uh, ranting. And I have some thoughts. Uh, yeah, if you're checking out the video stream, you can see I got my Lightning McQueen shirt on. Because uh, if you have young children, you probably have been to a Lightning McQueen related event. Or purchased some Lightning McQueen stuff. And uh, I gotta admit... Lightning McQueen is pretty cool. Um, but anyways, in this episode, I want to get into uh, Tour de Meester. Or Tur. I don't know how to say his name, to be honest. I think it's Tur. Um, he shared something on Twitter. I'll post the link in the show notes. But um, but it got me thinking. It was talking about, are we in an inflationary depression? Um, so on top of that, I want to talk about how we're all basically in financial pressure. And I kind of had some recent revelations on that and then also um you know just what that financial pressure looks like and and how we're going to set that up for our kids um going forward so before we get any further shout out to the bitbox o2 hardware wallet go to bitbox.swiss slash bitcoin made simple use the promo code bitcoin made simple to get five percent off and secure your keys it's the easiest simplest best bestest everything ist hardware wallet out there um, and I mean, I really do mean it's, it's super easy to use. Um, so, and it's open source. So, you know, that, uh, all the, uh, all the nerds have gone through and made sure everything's good. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, get one of those and then also movies plus, I might talk to you guys about that today. I don't know. Kind of frustrating things in the world there, but, um, I, I think I talked about our pivot and the direction that I think we're going. We'll find out how that plays out. Um, but I'm really confident that it is the way to go. But uh, to get into the topic du jour, what is the soup du jour? That's the soup of the day. Mm, that sounds good. Uh, if you don't know, that's Dumb and Dumber when he asks Flo, the waitress, what the soup du jour is. Um, so, yeah, the topic. Let me just pull it up here. Um, and if you're watching the video, I'll put it. The screen, this is like a super untechnical way to do it, but and it's probably backwards or something. But it was this guy talking about, are we officially in a silent depression? So you're saying in 1930, the average home cost was $3,900 for a home. Compared to 2023, the average home is $436,000. In 1930, the average car was $600. In 2023, the average car is $48,000. Rent, average rent in 1930 was $216 a year. Average rent in 2023 is $24K per year. Uh, then the average income in 1930 was $1,300 a year. The average income in 2023 is $56,000. So what he's saying here is he what he how he breaks it down is he says if you look at and I mean by the way we're all bitcoiners so we all get this but it's interest it's a stark contrast to understand to look at these numbers and realize how bad it really is because I think we're all feeling the pinch but the way he breaks it down he says okay so uh, the cost of a home in 1930 was three times, like 3x, 
the price of your or the cost uh, your average annual income. So the average cost of a home was only three times the uh, average cost of a house. So today the average income is fifty six thousand dollars. That would mean that the average house should only be a hundred and sixty eight thousand dollars. But no, it's four hundred and thirty six thousand dollars. So don't get lost with me on the numbers. So to simplify it, the average cost now is eight x the average income. So for, in nineteen thirty, when it was the Great Depression and things were as terrible as they could possibly be. The average house costs three times somebody's annual salary. Now, whenever we're supposedly in great economic times and totally in no way, shape, or form at all in a depression, it was eight times the annual income is what the cost of an average house is. Holy crap. All right, now it gets even better and or worse, depending on your perspective. <laughs> Um, the average cost of a car, $600, was 46% of annual income. The average cost of a car now is 85% of the average annual income. Double. Rent was, in 1930, only 16% of your annual income. And rent in 2023 is 42%. Um, so, I mean, obviously people do car payments and live off of debt, but you want to, let's just say you want to rent an apartment and own a car, then it will cost you just those two things alone, 127% of your annual income. Slap on top of that, the price of groceries and... um how absolutely backwards everything is right now. And you realize that just for those two things, uh, you are broke. But if you want to, I don't know, eat, then you uh, can't live. Um, so it brings me to my point of, you know, I mean, because, you look at those numbers and you're like, okay, I think we're in a depression. And you have to think about how fragile, think about how fragile the market and everything is right now. Think about how fragile people in general are right now. I think there's a reason why they can't come out and say it's officially a, it's a, it's officially a depression because people would lose their minds. Um, but it's, it's pretty bad. So, to give some perspective, um, last week I went, I'm doing this, this, uh, series, um, that I'm creating, I'm going around and, uh, in filming like day in the life of a truck to make a kid show out of it. So last Friday was the first day I was doing it. I have a friend who drives a, uh, he drives a, a cement truck. I was like, well, you know, of course you got to have a cement truck in this video. So it's a good place to start. Um, first of all, that was the hardest day's work I've had in a long time. Um, and anyone in this world that is in the non-manual labor jobs, you will, uh, 
you might get sick of it from time to time, but it was a great reminder. Like, holy shit, they work so hard. I mean, don't get me wrong. I work hard and I deal thing with things in a different way. But just the physical requirement of the job on all the construction sites and everything, I'm like, oh, my God. Um, you know, because we were you know, we were taking concrete to these different places and, you know, they're building an apartment in one, you know, building something else. And you're just like watching these people. You're like, it is 90 degrees out. You were sweating your ass off in jeans and holy shit. Um, I was physically exhausted by the end of the day. Now, mind you, they also work like, you know, he, I met him at his house uh, to get him at the beginning of the day. And it was a five, he left his house at 530, got home around 430. Um, and, uh, you know, these people bust their ass. So anyways, we're sitting there like thinking of the economics of it. You know, and, and like we were just, him and I were shooting the breeze and he's like, you know, like, I mean, I, like I make a good living, um, but oh, he was talking about the house they bought was like five, they bought it like five years ago and he was making less, like significantly less on his hourly rate and doing better than he is now even though his rate, I forget what he said it was, but, you know, it was up significant, up significantly, like literally up by like a third um, in those five years, if not more. But he's doing worse financially, putting away less money because everything else is insane. And I was like, yep. I mean, I in like I was like that's why I'm a Bitcoiner, um, and I didn't prophesize on it too much. I was like, I was like, it's you know something that you know whenever you want to talk about it. Uh, uh, he was like, I'm not super technical, and you know, I was like, I get it. I was like, if you ever want to talk about it, though, I was like, it's the way to escape this. Um, but you know, you just. It was hard to see because I'm like, I see all the people working hard. Everybody is working so hard. Like we, we also, we do a lot of people focus on the lazy people that in society, but a lot of people, the I'd say most people are working very hard, just trying to get to the next thing, just trying to make ends meet. And you have this system set up to absolutely rob them. Um, and it, breaks my heart um and so that's honestly i mean i'm sitting there filming this kids tv show and that's all i could think about the whole time was like man this inflation is out of control this system is out of control somebody needs to put this system in check oh guess what satoshi nakamoto did that and also been thinking about this too you know, we say like, oh, Satoshi Nakamoto did this. Um, you know, we kind of, in the Bitcoin space, put Satoshi up on this pedestal of like, you know, the be-all, end-all, couldn't make any mistakes, but they probably made mistakes and probably didn't think everything through. So I'm not taking anything away from Satoshi, but I think what people should do is 
start to recognize like okay yes like i said satoshi came along and gave this thing to to fix the system and make it fair but bitcoiners as a group are the ones that are seeing this through um you know we don't know what happened to satoshi who knows no need to speculate but we're seeing it through we're the ones that are that are putting this in the right contact. We're, we're the ones, you know, it's, it's our mission now. Um, so not to make it like a religious thing, but you know, it was like a similar story would be like Jesus, you know, starting the church and then handing it off to the apostles. Um, you know, so we're, we're in this, you know, early, early phase and we're in this. If you're, if you're listening to this podcast, then Bitcoin succeeding to the point it has in some way, shape, or form, sorry for hiccuping, in some way, shape, or form, has something to do with you. Not the shit coiners that uh, try to scam people. Maybe at one point they did provide a benefit to Bitcoin, but they don't anymore. Um, I'm looking at you, Nick Carter piece of garbage i say that like i honestly i held back and i was like i'll be nice but i've seen him just trashing people online and he's being a complete piece of shit um so that's that's what i gotta say about that i really i do bite my tongue i don't want to say things i don't want to burn bridges um i'm not that i have a bridge to nick anyways i'm not that i give a shit if i did it's just, you know, it's one of those things that's like if you don't have, as my principal in elementary school said, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. And uh, I typically abide by that. Um, but yeah, he's just been an ass. Uh, and a lot of people have been calling him out on it. But he's just being an unnecessary jerk uh, that is showing the true piece of shart that he is. So anyways piece of shard. I guess that would be like a piece of the boxers that somebody sharded in. <laughs> um, sorry for that gross visual. But brings me to my next point. Not the sharding. But you know, we're all in this together. We've all had a positive impact. Just even if you're just DCAing and not talking to anybody about Bitcoin, you're having a positive impact. Um, you know, I look at things like like when I bought my miner, in theory, it was like a really stupid decision to buy my first miner. Like I I could use that cash right now. Like I wouldn't that wouldn't hurt to have <laughs> sitting on the sidelines. Um you know, and like the miner's not uber profitable or anything like that. So but it opened this world to me. Um of the Bitcoin mining where, you know, now we're about to do some stuff. Um, and pretty exciting to see, um, where that goes, by the way, get a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet, bitbox.swiss slash Bitcoin made simple. Use the promo code Bitcoin made simple to get 5% off and you'll take your coins off the exchange and you'll be happy you did it. Um, So we're officially in a silent depression. Bitcoin's here to save it. 
we have all taken part in different ways and shapes of form. People contribute in different ways to bring it to this point. Now, going to the idea that the realization, because we all have financial pressures, but we tend to think, and I've talked about this before, we tend to think that we're the only ones, um, you know, and you're just sitting there thinking like, God, if I just was like everybody else and had it all figured out, I'd be so happy if I didn't have, you know, this work. And so I, I'd have to do all this work and I'm barely scraping by. And so it kind of opened my eyes to that, you know, being like on the construction sites and meeting all the different workers, you know, I mean, we didn't talk about finances or whatever, but, uh, you know, just, you see all these people when you work, especially I mainly work from home. So like when you work from home, you kind of get stuck in this bubble of like, uh, am I the only one in this situation? You know, am I the only one like feeling the pinch? Um, and it'll, it feels that way, but we're not. And that, you know, my dad told me this story. I won't give, I mean, nobody will know who this is. It's just somebody that he knows. Um, I don't even know who the person is. I couldn't even name them if I tried. Um, but he was telling me that we're just relaying the story because me and him were talking about, you know, like, uh, you know, always feeling the pinch and, you know, everything's so expensive right now and everywhere you turn, things are going up. And, and so my dad, um, he was saying that, uh, this person he was talking to just was sharing with him, like that he had this thing pop up that out of nowhere, this retired person like late seventies and had something pop up that is going to cost him like $900 a month for like the next couple of years. And where is he going to get that money? Cause I'm sure whatever his retirement benefit from social security was, was good at the time. Let's say he retired 10 years ago. So do you think 2013 retirement dollars staying at that fixed income level are doing good in 2023's economy? Given what I said earlier and that tweet from Tura, um, no. So you're telling my dad, he's like, I'm, I have to get a job. 70 something, seven, eight years old, whatever. Has to get a job. Which, you know, jobs keep you young, blah, blah, blah. There's all that. The point being is that what the F are we doing? We're playing a zero-sum game. We're going, we're, there is no way to win this. How do you win this? Um, I mean, I, I feel bad for the guy, and I hope, I hope he figures it out. Um, but... And this is someone, mind you, that, like, I think did pretty well, it sounded like. But, you know, at late 70s, does he have an extra $900 a month? No. <laughs> Especially maybe five years ago, it wouldn't have hurt so bad. So, <sighs> that's the situation people find themselves in. 
that's a situation that the average person is stuck in at the moment. And I don't, it's like, I don't see a way out. Like you, I mean, we, as Bitcoiners, other than Bitcoin, like if it's not Bitcoin, I don't know a way out. Like you can't, there isn't really an escape hatch. There isn't other than Bitcoin really is the only life raft off of this sinking ship to use that analogy a million times over. It's the only one. Um, and I, it makes me go back and question my like non-profit, non-prophesizing side where I'm like sick of having the conversations with people. Cause I'm like, well, if this is the only escape hatch, I should be telling people about it. Shouldn't I? Like I should be, that should be one of the things I'm talking to them about. Um, but I guess, you know, we go through periods of time where we're frustrated with having to hear people talk about it or, you know, having to hear people, you know, poo poo it and, you know, shoot it down and give you all the typical answers that, you know, we're coming or typical, you know, FUD that is coming and you can just shoot it all down, but it doesn't matter anyways. But, um, it is the only escape hatch show. So in that scenario, because of that, if like me, you care about others, then you should offer, offer it up more. So I'm going to challenge myself to try and do that. But I also got to know, like no pick and choose. Like, when so for example like with my like say like my in-laws for example i don't know if that really makes sense to talk to them about it just probably doesn't um like it'd be cool if they got into it and you know but I don't know. I mean, it's just not like the older people are, the less of, uh, I guess, importance Bitcoin has because there's no guaranteeing where the price is going to be in the next year. In 10 years, sure, it's going to be a lot higher. Um, but if you're in your 70s, you don't even want to think about 10 years from now. You're just like, oh, I'm good. I'm living in the time, in the moment. So I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't older people that wouldn't be into it. I'm just saying, like, especially, you know, with my in-laws, I don't know. My parents, I mean, I've got them at least into it a little bit in the past, you know. Uh, but it it's something that, you know, still, I'm like, I'll bring it up if you want me to. If not, then that's okay. So then that leads to my next thought. So I had my one brother and his wife and their kids over over the weekend. We were talking about like, you know, the future for kids. And, you know, my brother was like, I am in no way going to recommend college to the, the kids if they want to go, sure, but like it's kind of like my thought where I've been like, you want to go, that's great, like further your education, but you're not going just to take like undecided if you're undecided 
and you don't know really what you want to do, then you're either taking a, I think it would be better to take a gap year and work and earn some money and kind of test some fields out, maybe work in a field that you think eh, like that might be cool. Um, you know, get an entry level job that you can get with a high school, high school degree and try it out. Um, you know, but if you're very specific, like I want to do this and I'm going to go here because that is a great place to learn and, you know, a great place to get a great opportunity, then go for it and let's do it. But I'm not, I don't know. There was just this weird, like I graduated high school in 2004 and I feel like it was like peak. Like I was right in the peak. There was a tailwind afterwards and a lead up beforehand where, where it was just like all of a sudden, like everybody went to college, like everybody did. And I remember at one point, my senior year of high school sitting there going, I don't think this many people should be going to college. Not because I didn't think they were smart. But I just remembered I was like thinking about whenever I was young and like it was transitioning to this phase where everybody went to college and it was like, but when I was young, like if you went to college, that was pretty significant. Like it, it, not everybody went to college, not because some people were special, but they were like, you know, it seemed like back then, like, oh, like you really want to do another four years and pay for it. All right. Like, um, you know, it was, it was not for everyone. And then all of a sudden this, you know, this trap came in of the, the, the affordable education loans that um, we're going to saddle everyone with debt and, and everybody fell for it hook, line, and sinker. And I hate the predatory nature of these universities and colleges. They just went, like, I remember their pitches. I, I literally remember them pitching to parents, like, you're going to be able to give your kids the, you know, college education and future that you, like, never dreamed of. And it's like, the parents are like, yeah, you know, I worked hard, you know. But, like, did everybody have money put away for college? No. So then it became all these student loans that everybody had to pay back. And so it was like, it was like this, they, like they duped the parents and they duped the kids into thinking like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Like, uh, the debt's not going to be too bad. Um, sure. I mean, I could pay it off. Not thinking where that's going to put you, you know, the student loans, I think, were typically 10 years. So, like, all right, you got, you till you're 32, you'll be paying these suckers off. And, like, so, so anyways, you're paying these off. And it's something you can't afford. And it's something that you didn't know you couldn't afford. And it's something that your parents didn't really think you couldn't afford. But they were also sucked in by the idea of like providing for their kids in a way that they never thought they could. And I'm generalizing, so this isn't everybody's situation. I'm just saying. It's this shitty situation that the predatory loan and 
university system preyed upon the general public to get what they want, which was more money in an enslaved population. So take that to, you know, talking to my brother and being like, yeah, I'm not going to recommend that for my kids. And so then we started talking about, because my brother said something like he was doing the math and he was like, I'm looking at like our youngest and I'm like, okay, when she is out of the house and on her own, we should have the house paid off and then I'll be good. And he was like, and then I thought about like, wait a minute. Am I just like forfeiting the next two decades of my life? Like just giving them up. Like he was like, that's, that was my thought process. Like, uh, I just get there. Then everything will be good. And then he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Not so fast. <laughs> not, not really what the plan from the beginning was. So I was telling my brother, I said, yeah, I mean, you know, I think you should put an aggressive plan in place, a five to 10 year plan to essentially retire yourself. Um, find a way to do it. Like, look at, look at your current life. What are your expenses? Where are they going? Project that shit way out into the future. Like, okay, how do I reduce it down to a point where I would, with minimal income, be able to live my life without having to be a slave to a job? And he was like, you know, we started talking about it. He's like, it's not too far out of the realm of possibility. It's pretty reasonable. Um, obviously, I said Bitcoin is a big part of that. Like over the next five to 10 years, if you're just piling away Bitcoin, I think you'll be all right. You'll get that early exit that you want. Um, but because the other thing, like my brother was saying, he's like, I'll be like 55 you know, in 20 years. So we've seen it time again, time and time again. You know, my mother-in-law is dealing with health issues and God willing, this current treatment she's on is going to work out. And I appreciate everyone praying for her. Her name's Mary, by the way, if you want to pray per in particular for her. But, um, uh, you know, she, she won't retire. Like she's retiring now, but she's not even... 62 um and she's just doing it because she has to and i said hope i said this will be a blessing in disguise because if your health was fine you would have kept working probably till 66 and instead you're getting you know these four plus years for yourself um and you know my father-in-law the two of them together so but, uh, you know, the the stories, like me and my brother talked about, my one uncle retired in January and passed away in December. My one friend growing up, his dad, who was like a friend to me as well, his dad died at 57. His dad hated his job. Hated it. Like so much so that I told the story about how it was, we went to a Pirates baseball game with him and he worked downtown and we were sitting in traffic and the building he worked at was right in front of him. And I can remember him sitting there going, why? It is a Monday night. 
at 10 o'clock. Why am I looking at you? And I was like, wow, like jobs must suck. And most of them do. Um, and, you know, sadly, you know, he passed away at 57. And never even got to sniff retirement. It just makes me think that's not what we're meant to do. That's not how this is supposed to go. This is supposed to go a little different. <sighs> um, so then we talk about, you know, what's the way we can set up our kids? So like simultaneous right now, how do we manage, how do we achieve escape velocity to get off of this fiat shart hole rock that we're on and get ourselves into a position where things will be all right. How do we do it? Well, stack Bitcoin, reduce our expenses, find ways to increase our cash flow so that we can then therefore increase our Bitcoin stacks. And that's, to me, the opportunity. But then we look at the kids and we're like, I want to give them the tools to go into life. You know, I want them to hit 18 and be like just ready to go. Like a, an under, I wish, I wish, I wish. And this isn't my parents' fault. It, partly because I was preoccupied with having a good time when I was 18. But, um, and not getting serious. Also thinking that I was like, I don't know, destined to be in like the NHL. I don't know. I had an idea. Oh, it wasn't. I was, didn't even sniff it, by the way. So I'm not sitting here saying that I did. Um, I don't know. You're just like, oh, I'm gonna like everything's gonna work out. It's gonna be like amazing. Um, instead of a more practical approach, where it's like, hey, shoot for those big dreams, but also work, save up a lot more money, maybe spend less money on college. Um, and graduate college instead of in debt in surplus. Um, so that'd be one thing. If my kids are going to go to college, it's like, all right, let's find a way for you to graduate college with savings. And then um, figure it out from there. But I mean, you think about like how big, are, how big is somebody that's just starting out? How big are their monthly expenses going to be? They're not going to be huge. They'll get bigger as they go, but then you also teach them, you know, skills and trades and just the saving technology of Bitcoin. Just keep saving, keep saving, and your hard work will pay off. Um, and I think we have an opportunity, and I look at it as the gift we can give our kids, is that they don't have to get shackled with the system that we're shackled with. So, as I guess my challenge to you is to start thinking that way. And I might not be complete. I'm definitely not right in every aspect of this thought process, but it's a thought process to start. It may be something we share. We share it where we just start developing a thesis on how to deliver our children into an unshackled future be pretty exciting and I think if you do that you'll simultaneously unshackle yourself along the way
and part of that i so you guys know i'm doing this like mining operations um they'll be off grid uh can't disclose information um you know, I don't want to disclose it's all private but like you know who i'm dealing with but you guys know him uh and so i was talking to him uh my partner in this and i said i said something along the lines because this made me think of it with my brother i don't know you know i mean i know my brother does okay but i don't know his financial situation and he's also very risk averse so bitcoin would be like blah no um but the Bitcoin mining thing, you know, I was sitting there like looking at the prospectus and like, and I have a neighbor that ever since we moved in has been like, you know, dude, as soon as you like any business opportunities that I could maybe invest in, let me know. Like I'm all in. Um, and I, you know, you don't want to like, if it's like your neighbor, I was like, you don't want to like hurt that relationship. Like we're good neighbors we're good friends. Like everything's good. Why would we, you know? So I, you know, he knew about movies plus and he's like, Oh, what about that? And I was like, Oh, like, you know, that's like a, like a longer tale. And plus like it needs more money, you know? He understood. Um, but anyways, I was talking to the partner and saying like, hey, you know, like this prospectus looks really good. And this energy is really cheap and this is going to be really profitable. And I explained how my neighbor had always asked. You know, and he couldn't do the whole thing, but he could do a good chunk. Um, and I said to... I said to... Uh, my partner, I said, just out of your experience, because he's you know a little bit older than me, so he has more experience than me. And uh, I said, is it a good idea? I was like, my neighbor wants me to bring something like this to him as soon as I have it. Is it a good idea for me to bring it to him? And very honestly, he said, you know, well, I found you know like getting friends and stuff to invest in things. And family can be tricky because if it goes south, the relationship goes can not can not that the relationship goes south, but it can be a threat to the relationship or a strain on the relationship. So he said, you know, if anything you're doing, you want to make sure one thousand percent they understand the risks, they understand everything about it. But the other aspect of it is this was the angle that I was not expecting. He said, I've also found the inverse is true. And that if you have an investment that is just gangbusters, then people are going to be like, why didn't you tell me, man? Like, why didn't you let me in? You know, I would love to know. Um, so, you know, when we look at something like off grid Bitcoin mining that has, you know, quick cash flow and it's just like, or Bitcoin flow, sorry, quick Bitcoin flow. Um, it kind of makes you wonder like, I don't know, maybe I do talk to them about it. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll talk to my brother about it. You know, it's a way to get people off the fiat rails faster. Um, you know, even if you're still you know, like, you probably still need to work your job and that's great, but it could be something that's, you know, stacking Bitcoin for you on the side, uh, at a, at a pretty rapid rate. Um, that also is something that's an asset that you own that has, you know, physical products that could be liquidated and, um, so it's, it's, if it's a good investment, why not? So I don't know. Again, none of this is financial advice. You guys all know that, but I'm just throwing that out there as, uh, you know, the thought process that I'm going through. Um, so anyways, that's all I got for you guys today. I hope you guys like this journey and, the idea that I threw out there of unshackling us all from this shitstorm. But uh, until then, get yourself a Bitbox O2 hardware wallet, and I will talk to you guys later. See you.